Welcome to Hope Community Podcast. It's great to have you join us today listening online. We pray you'll be impacted by our message this week. Enjoy. It's good to be in the house today, isn't it? Who's, who's encouraged already? Man, there's like, there's so many things this morning that I already feel like we can be blessed by. And um, I don't want anyone to miss out. God's doing some good stuff, hey? I love it when our neighbours are getting impacted. I love it when you can't go to the shops without someone just getting you with some Jesus stuff. That's all right. You know, like some of those marketing salespeople, like you avoid them, right? You know? I don't know if that's going to be Hope Community or what, but anyway, praise the Lord. I think it's good. One of our coolest stories I remember going back was when uh, we we, we got told about a family in the community that had no food. And we said, well, we can definitely help them out. We bought them all this food and we dropped it at their door. And they told us this story where um, the lady had been to the shops earlier that day And in her words, she said, this crazy person grabbed me when I was at the shops. And they just said, God is going to bless you today. And here we were on the doorstep with all these groceries. She said, it happened. (laughs) Maybe that crazy person sitting in the room here. I don't know. But that's good. Let's pray and we'll get into it. Father, we just thank you. You're so good. You are so good, Lord. You're doing so much, Father. We thank you for... Uh, the blessing that we get to see, uh, your hand of work that we get to see and know and experience, Lord. Um, I'm grateful for that. At the same time, I want to pray that over every church in our community, Father, that they would know the goodness of the Lord in their house, Father, that it will break out into our community, that it will intersect and join together, that the kingdom of God will forcefully advance in Jesus' name, that people will not be able to escape from it, Lord, that you will send us out on missions and assignments to those who are desperate and ready to know you and receive you, Heavenly Father. We pray for an ongoing impact that Hope Community would champion the name of Jesus Christ, that would, the name of Jesus would become famous because we're here, Heavenly Father. We want to see lives changed forever. And so we just thank you for what you're doing. As we come to your word, Lord, Holy Spirit, we pray that you come and move in power in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. All right. I want to ask you a question to start this morning. And the question is this, why are you here today? Why are you here? Good question. Some people are like, I don't know. (laughs) This place is crazy. (laughs) Why am I here? This didn't happen in our old church. Why are you here today? If I surveyed the room, if I went across the room, I would like to believe that most of us, that there is a majority of people that are here because you want to be here. Is that fair to say? Now, that's not ignoring. I know that there's some people and you're here today and you have been dragged along against your will. Someone said like, you're coming to church today. You're like, no. And they're like, yes. You just sat through all this worship and I feel for you, but you're in the right place. Whoever's dragged you along, I'm with them. So uh, I don't know, but what what does it look for you? And why are you here? If you chose to be here, it means that you got up this morning on a Sunday morning when the rest of the world are sleeping in. Um, They're going to cafes for a nice brekkie. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, They're getting ready to go to the coast, have a nice day up on the beach or something like that. And here we are, We've, we've woken up, we've got dressed and here we are at church this morning. So why, why are you here? You've realised most of the world are not in church this morning, right? This is, this is, this is abnormal, okay? We are here and lots of people are not here. So why are you here? And I think about that and I think, well, some people 
uh, at this point where they think, well, I can come and I can get a great coffee and uh, talk to some people. I like, I want to catch up with a couple of people. Like it's a, it's a social outing, right? Um, some people have come and um, it's different for you. You come because you've been taught that on Sundays you go to church, right? And that's, that's just what you do for your whole life. You wake up on a Sunday and you go to church. That's, that's your routine. Um, some people are here today and I think you're here because you believe that this is a great place for you to be as a follower of Jesus, that you're going to come, you're going to be equipped and encouraged, you're going to get sent out into your week wherever the Father has you, that as you come here, you're going to have opportunities to encourage other people and that this is where you need to be on a Sunday morning. Is there any of those people in the room? Okay, I hope there's more than that, guys. Come on. All right. You're going to have to help me out today. Well, what I want you to know is that you are a part of something very special. In coming to church, in being a part of church, this is actually an amazing thing. And it's not just a Sunday thing, but church is something that can make an impact in the lives of people for eternity. There's amazing things that happen as people gather under one name, the name of Jesus Christ, and He breaks change and He pours His blood over them and sets them free, lives are changed for eternity. Amen? Yeah, that's great. And so this is not just a Sunday thing at all. God is changing lives. And here's what I want you to know is that that as we gather together in this house, that we're intentional, intentional about what's going on here. We're intentional about who we are and where we're heading. And today I'm going to share with you some of our Heart for Hope community. And this heart, I really feel this heart has been revealed to us by God in many words, many scriptures, many different ways, things that He's stirred up over seasons of time, that a church gathering can look like so many different things, right? But that the Father has led us to the identity that He desires for us as a church. And today I'm going to talk to you about some of those things. If you've come for the exegetical message from Romans, today is not your day, okay? We got Pastor Dave Twig coming next week. It's not for you next week either, all right? <laughs> I don't know what's happening in three weeks' time. Maybe Pastor Tam will come and preach that message. She said no, okay? It's not in three weeks' time. There are two things I really need you to understand before we get into this today. Um, The first thing I need to get clear is that when we talk about Hope Community and the church, we're not talking about a building, right? Uh, Hope Community is blessed to have a physical location. Um, Like air conditioning is amazing, right? Comfy seats are really good. We love having a physical location, but this building is not the church. The people are the church, right? And around 2,000 years ago, Jesus was chatting with His disciples and He made this statement. He said this, He said, On this rock, I will build my church. And you can read about it yourself. This is in Matthew 16. What He was talking about when He said, On this rock, the rock is Jesus. Okay? The rock is Jesus Himself. He is the foundation of the church. In other places in the Bible, it says He is the cornerstone. Jesus is the foundation of the church. He says, on the foundation of me, I will build my church. Now that word church, it should never have been translated the way it is. It's, it's, if you trace it back, it's like this German kind of word, this understanding word of church, which alludes to a building, the place of the Lord. And it's not really good. Okay, I want you to scrap that. And we're going to look at this. In the Greek, it's this word ecclesia. Okay, everyone say ecclesia. Isn't that a nice word? Ecclesia. We are the ecclesia. Yeah. 
Now, ecclesia actually means a called out assembly or gathering. And let me unpack that for you a little bit further. This word ecclesia comes out of another Greek word, ekkaleo. And the meaning of this word is about people who are called out from one place to another place. All right? So this is the church, remember? So now put this in context. Jesus is saying, upon this rock, me, I will build my church, a group of people who are called out from one place to another. What's he saying? He's saying that these New Testament believers, these followers of Jesus have been called out from the world to the Father. And they are a group of people. It doesn't talk about where they're gonna gather, whether they'll have blue LED lights and smoke machines, whether they'll have carpet or concrete floor. It's a group of people who are called out and they gather together. Are you with me? So here's the thing. We are the church, okay? People. Now, if you think of it this way, it's very easy to understand. During COVID, this building was closed. No one could come here, right? The church did not stop, not in any way. The church moved forward. The church continued to meet. The church continued to grow even. God was still at work. The closing of a building did not stop the Father, the God of the universe, right? That's how we know that church is not a building. Church is the people. It's you and I. So that's the first thing I really need you to understand. The second thing is this. The second thing is a scripture passage that the Father gave to us as a church early on in the journey, um, the life of the church. And it's this passage from Matthew 10. I'm going to read it to you now. Matthew 10, 5, it says, These 12 Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Do not go among the Gentiles or any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Now, I'm not going to unpack this passage right now, but I am going to connect it in at various stages as I continue to speak. So I want you to be looking out for where it fits. All right. So I've got six words that I want to share with you today that describe who we believe God has called us to be as a church, our heart as a church. In good Baptist fashion, they all start with R. Isn't that good? Okay. Some people here are going to be very impressed. One day I want to do a message series and give a whole week to each of the R words, okay? That's coming. Okay, it's not today. All right, our first two R's are some of the most common reasons that people engage with the church and they are refuge and relationship. Refuge, number one. Everyone say refuge. We believe that God's heart for this house is that people who have been beaten up by the storms of life will find peace and rest here. This is John 16. Jesus says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. If Jesus is the Prince of Peace and in Him is found peace, when people come into the presence of Jesus, they will find peace. Okay? And so when they come into the presence of a people who are both full of Jesus and worshipping Jesus, peace will be the marker. All right? That's going to be the atmosphere. That's going to be the temperature there will be people who will experience and identify there is peace in this gathering, okay? And that's actually what we want for people. Now, when God gave us this passage, Matthew 10, right back at the beginning, it was not a word that we were looking for. You can probably understand why. Cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. We're not like, yes, come on, raise the dead. 
It was an unexpected word. And Hope Community had been launched with a heart just to see a whole stack of people saved. That was the heart. And so we got this word, we received this word and we started to look at it and say, Father, what are you saying in this word? And we got a shock. Because Jesus says to his disciples, don't go to the Gentiles or the Samaritans. And we thought, isn't that weird that here's Jesus, he's sending his disciples out and he's saying, don't go to people. That's like us saying, go out today, church, take the gospel, but don't go to anyone in Morayfield. And people would be like, what? What about the people in Morayfield? And Jesus is like, don't go to the Gentiles or the Samaritans. Why? Why Jesus? And as we started to look at this, we've realised that Jesus had a plan. God had a plan. And we know from the Scriptures that Jesus came for first the Jew and then the Gentile, and that there was this plan that the Gospel would be taken to the Jews, then they would carry it and release it to the rest of the earth. And so He was, Jesus, saying, your primary mission is to go to the Jews, Right? And so we're looking at this and we're saying, well, what does this mean for us, Father? Because we look at this scripture and we're the Gentiles, right? And as we started to understand it more and more, and we saw that Jesus said, go to the lost sheep of Israel. We understood this in our context for us as Jesus saying to us, I want to send you to the people who have known me and loved me, but are now lost. And I'm gonna send you those people as well. And you're gonna look after them and you're gonna care for them. And the way that we started to unpack this, we realised that, well, here we are and we're planning a church, right? And we just wanna see people get saved. But Jesus is telling us that He's gonna send us people that have already been saved. They just need to know Him again. They just need to be looked after. And we realise that some of those people that have been lost, it's going to be messy. Like there's all different reasons for why they've drifted away and what's happened in their life. Are we ready for this mess? And we realise that, hey, we're a church plant and we need all these people to help us do all this stuff. But some of these people, most of these people just need to come and sit and receive. And so it put us on a whole new track. We believe that this place is to be a place of refuge. Now, you know what? We don't always get it right. I remember hearing this story once about this young mum and she'd uh, she'd had a hard life. And uh, anyway, one week, she had decided that she was going to come to church for the very first time. And she had her two young kids. One was about two. One was way younger than that, just a little bub. And she got everything ready and she made it to church that day. And it's a new experience. And the place was really full. I remember that day specifically. And so she couldn't have her pram with her. And so she's in her seat and she's got the two-year-old and she's trying to entertain the two-year-old. And she's got the little bub and she got through worship and she did really well through that. She was happy and then came to the message and the kids were just... Like they were making a lot of noise and they weren't encouraging the preacher. Like they, they were just, they were not having fun, right? And she was doing her best to entertain the kids and look after the kids and still try and pay attention to what was happening in, in the message. And it was at that moment that the guy who was sitting in front of her spun around in his seat and he said, you either have to quieten those kids down or just get them out. And she packed up her stuff And she left and she's never come back. And I thought to myself, Lord, sometimes we get it and sometimes we don't, right? Anyone with kids in this room, your heart's breaking right now, okay? Because that's been us, amen? Like we've been in that position. And so we don't always get it right, okay? But if we know that this is gonna be our heart, then we can work on it. This is to be a place of refuge. And we, aren't, we don't even know people's stories. 
People are going to come into this place. There are people in this room this morning and you've come here because this is a place of refuge for you. You know, as I say good to, uh, goodbye to people on Sunday, I'm so aware that some of those people are going back into hostile life circumstances. They've come here and they've had this beautiful experience and they've met with Jesus and it's been amazing. And now they're going home to where there's people in their house who either don't like them or don't agree with what they believe. They ridicule Christianity and it's gonna be tough for them. And my heart breaks. There's this protective thing in me that says, man, I'd just love to wrap you up and we just camp out here. Let's just stay here and worship the Lord, hey? But Hope Community, we've been called to be a place of refuge. It's a place where people need to feel welcome, accepted, loved for who they are, understood. They need to feel like they have value. They need to be able to know their identity, the reality of their identity. They need to know that they can rest here and be looked after. If you think about those things, I think all those things sound like Jesus that the person of Jesus would make people feel that way. This is who we wanna be as a church. The second R word, relationship. Everyone say relationship. If the church is God's people, then we need to be connected, right? Now, when I first started attending church, my introverted nature just wanted to get in and out without talking to a single person. Has anyone else been there? And we went to a church where the senior pastor would chase you down into the car park if you were that person. And I just wanted to meet pie, right? I just wanted to get to the bakery. And so that was my mission, get in and out without talking to anyone, right? I want you to know this, growth and blessing come through relationship. This is what the Hebrew author says in Hebrews 10. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm for God can be trusted to keep His promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of His return is drawing near. We need each other. God's model of growth and blessing is through people, is in community. And so we have to stretch ourselves so that we can connect. I hope that Hope Community is a place that people cannot get in and out without having to talk to someone, okay? All the introverts right now, you're like, no, I feel you, I know that. Why does there have to be someone on the door smiling at me? That's awkward. Just let me walk into my seat, leave me alone. I get it, all right? It's not gonna be for everyone. I understand that. It is gonna be for our house. We're gonna be people of authentic relationship here at Hope Community. Third word, restoration. Everyone say restoration. All right, the idea of restoration is to bring something back to what it once was. And I want, to, I want you to picture this. I want, to, I want you to picture a beautiful old car. I had a HZ Kingswood station wagon when I was young. Beautiful car. V8 big exhaust system, so much rust, <laughs> so much bog. I just shove chicken wire in the hole and bog it over. You all know what those cars look like. Imagine a house that's just been left empty for years and years. The grass is long, the weatherboards are peeling and falling off, the windows have been broken, the animals have moved in. Imagine seeing something restored to its former glory and even better. This is what restoration is about. And in John 10, 10, Jesus says the enemy comes to steal and kill and destroy. But Jesus has come to bring life and life to the full. Okay, 
So the enemy wants to steal and destroy. He wants to take a bit of paint off here, you know, and put a bit of a dent in the panel there. But Jesus comes and He makes all things new. This is who He is. And maybe this is you here today. Maybe this isn't just like our heart for the future hope community, but maybe you're here today and you've been banged up by life and the enemy has robbed some things from you. The enemy has robbed your joy and the enemy has robbed your peace. The enemy has robbed your identity. Maybe the enemy has robbed your finances, your career, your family. There's things that you know have been taken from you. And we believe that if that's you, the great news is that God is not finished yet. He is a God of restoration. And you can picture that house being beautiful and lived in. You can picture that car cruising down the street. More than that, you can picture that house full of people and joy and laughter and memories or that car that's now driving a young man to work every morning. God has plans to restore. Everything that has been taken will be restored in Jesus' Name. This will be a place of restoration. And maybe you're here this morning, you're saying, well, it hasn't been restored yet. Just you wait, it is coming. The Father is good and He's got far more to do. And you know what I love about the Lord? Do not hear this as prosperity, okay? But I love that the Father in His goodness, often He gives more. It's abundance, it's overflow. And maybe that's what He has for you, but this is gonna be a place of restoration. All right, number four is resurrection. Everyone say resurrection. Resurrection. That's a good word to have in there, right? This place is gonna be a place where people come to know and put their faith in the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's the gospel right there. And that's what we believe. There is no other way to the Father except through Jesus Christ. There is no watering it down. There is no softening that message. As soon as we try to soften sin, we soften the work of the gospel and the work of the cross. This is a place that will always declare the name of Jesus and people's need for Jesus. Um, Like I said, when we started out, the reason Hope Community started was because as as Lisa and I were praying and we'd been given this opportunity by our mother's church, hey, do you want to plant a church? And we'd, we'd never even thought about planting a church. I can tell you that. It was not this passion that we had and we're just waiting for the opportunity or run off to do it ourselves. This opportunity comes, we said, well, we've got to pray about that because we like where we're at right now, right? Things are good. And so we're praying and, and, and during that season of praying, we, we came across these stats and um, they said, you know, that church planting is still the most effective way of reaching people for Jesus. If you want to see converts, church planting is a way to go. And we thought, well, we want to see heaps of people saved, so let's plan a church. Thank you, Lord. That's great. In the first few years, I would preach the gospel and hardly a single person responded. I cannot tell you how discouraging it was. I was each day I'm about to preach the gospel, I thought, today is the day, Father. Everyone's going to rush the altar. There's going to be so many people. Today is the day. And you come to that point, no one, like crickets. I am talking crickets, right? Over the first three or four years, you could count the number of people on one hand. Now, praise the Lord for every single person. I don't want to take away from that in any way. But like I'm, I'm already picturing hundreds. Like I'm already picturing parts of Burpengary have experienced revival because we've planted a church. Okay, so we're, we're on different pages. And so anyway, we, we pushed on. We said, we're going to keep preaching the gospel. This is, this is what we want to do. This is what we believe in. And I remember there was one year we're actually in this building, probably about five years ago, and there was one year. And that year, it was as if something just shifted. 
And we had over 80 people respond to Jesus in that one year. So we're talking about going like from one to two a year to 80 people in one year. And it was amazing. It was like every Sunday we were having a conversation as a team and there'd be two or three people who had said yes to Jesus. And that person that that person had been praying for had said yes to Jesus. And that person that we'd been praying for and just on a journey for a long time had said yes to Jesus. All this stuff was happening. And I remember that Easter specifically because I preached the gospel and just in passing, just rolled off my tongue, but everyone standing at the end of the service And I said, if you said yes to Jesus today, can you just give me a wave? And I didn't even realise I said it at the time. And then as I realised and as I looked out, there were over 25 people literally standing there waving. It's me, it's me. And you could feel it in the room. Jesus had walked in and we had 25 people say yes to Jesus in the one day. We need to be telling people about Jesus, yeah? yeah? And we can have all these great things and we can, we can talk about this great revelation that we find in the Scriptures. All that stuff is wonderful. But if people are not hearing that they need to know and receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Saviour, then we're missing the mark. We will always tell people that this is a place of resurrection because of Jesus. Now, there's a flip side to this too. I want you to see this. Did you notice that in the instructions that Jesus gave to the disciples in Matthew 10, He said, I want you to raise the dead. So we get this word and we're like, Lord, what do you mean? You want us to raise the dead. And over time, because it takes time sometimes, the Lord says, hey, I want you to raise the dead. And we're like, oh, that's what you mean. Dead people. All right, so we believe that literally the Father can bring people back from the death to life and that we are going to see it happen here one day at Hope Community. All right, now some people are saying that's too out there. Okay, it's the same power that raised Christ from the dead that lives in us and that will work this miracle. Okay, so I just got to throw that in there. It's the same faith that we believe that raised Jesus from the dead, that we put our faith in, that He can do this in the life of someone as well. Okay, all right, number five is renewal. Everyone say renewal. Okay, our heart is to see tired and weary Christians set on fire for Jesus. There are tired and weary Christians everywhere. I meet them all the time. There's some in this room, I understand that. And you've been burnt out You've been hurt, you've sat under bad leadership, you've sat under bad teaching, you've been beaten up by life, you've been sidetracked by Satan's lies, things have come at you and knocked you down and down and down and your fire for Jesus has dwindled and is barely a spark. We wanna see those people find new life in Jesus. Now, um, there's a passage, I'm not going to go into it, but it's Ezekiel 37 and the Father gave us this passage and it's a picture where God gives a prophetic message to the prophet Ezekiel and the picture is this, that he's standing in a valley and as he looks down, the valley is full of dry bones. And the Father says to him, can these bones live again? And Ezekiel gives the best answer ever. He says, well, Lord, only you know. And the Father says, well, I want you to speak to the dry bones. And as they go through this process, we see these dry bones come back to life. The Father breathes His breath into them and this army is raised up. There are so many dry bones all around. Hope Community is going to be a place where the tired and weary come and they're going to find just new fire in Jesus Christ. That's a passion of ours. On Monday night, I loved... Freddie Archer got up and he shared his testimony. He's been going to church for years and years. He signed up and did this course, Reform or Refresh, one of them. He didn't even really want to do it. But God got, God got him good. I think Kerry got him good too, actually, his wife. But he got up here and he shared, and he is a new man. Is Freddie in the room today? Yeah. yeah. Man. 
And it was just so encouraging. And as I sat there and as I heard you speak, Brett, I just realised this is what we're all about. This is our heart. This is a beautiful testimony of what the Father has actually called us to do. And there's more people. And some of you are sitting in this room today and you're tired and you're weary. And the Lord wants you in this place because He's going to breathe fresh breath into your life. He's gonna, you're going to become a radical Christian. Look out. Burp and Gary Shopping Centre, look out. All right. The last one is release. Everyone say release. Hope Community, we believe that our purpose is to equip and empower people to walk in their giftings and to release God's love to the world wherever He takes them. Okay, this is a great commission. Jesus said, I want you to be disciple makers from here to the ends of the earth. And so we partner with Jesus in His commissioning. And this is what I want you to hear today. We are not building an empire. Um, our heart, I'm not standing here today saying, man, we just, we really want to be a mega church. That's our heart. More seats. We just need more seats and we need more people. We're not building an empire. We are a small part of God's kingdom where we have the privilege to see people empowered and equipped and excited to step into all that He has for them. And in some context, those people are going to serve in this house. And that's wonderful. But I would say in most cases, this is not going to be the place that the Lord has for you to pour out those giftings. He's got other places for you, other wonderful places. For some of you, it's going to be in your home. Some of you, your ministry is going to be to your family. For some, it's going to be in your workplace. For some, it's going to be the business community. For some, it's going to be the local sports club. For some, it's going to be everywhere you go. The Father guides you and leads you. For some, it's going to be to other nations, as Jesus said, from here to the ends of the earth. But we will never be a people who want to hold on so tightly because it's about what we're building here that we will not release people to do what the Father is calling them to do. We're going to champion, but actually, we're going to push you, okay? And I'll tell you the other reason is because our ministry here is the work of the fivefold ministry that we see in Ephesians 4. And it says this, So Christ gave Himself the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers. And this is why they were given, to equip His people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of God. This is the ministry that we believe in. I reckon this, okay, this is where, you know, Dan's going to get a bit edgy. If we really wanted to measure success in the church, then we would stop counting bums on seats and we would start counting how well we're building disciple-making, Holy Spirit-filled world changes. Yeah? That's a very different number. I can tell you that. But that's what we're going to be about. All right, I'm going to wrap this up. Um, some of you have been listening to this and you've heard one of these words and you've realised, well, that's me. That's why I like it here. That's why I got up this morning and I got dressed and I came to church. This is my place of refuge. I'm looking for resurrection. God has me on a journey. Um, I want to actually just get someone to share this morning. And I haven't even heard this testimony, but apparently it was shared at, te- at the chapel on Thursday. And I just said, that sounds good. We've got to have it. So can you put your hands together for Arlene, who's going to come and share with us this morning? I didn't know what Dan was going to talk about, but every one of those R's relates to what I'm going to say. That's good. I've been a Christian, well, went to Sunday school, all that sort of thing, all my life. But um, I went to South Pine 
or for 20 years. And about six years ago, Pat Hegarty brought in Spirit and Truth. I think it's reform and all that sort of thing now. Um, I felt I wanted more, so I spoke to Pat and I went to one of the courses and went away on the weekend. And on that weekend, um, they were pray praying for everyone, which she always do, and Deb was there. And I went up and had prayer from Deb. And during that time, she had this vision of this little girl. Hi, excuse me. Hiding in the bottom drawer of a wardrobe, would not come out. Now, that spoke to me a great deal because when I was a little girl, whenever mum and dad got visitors, I'd go and hide under the bed, right up in the top corner where no one could see me and I wouldn't come out unless I got coaxed out. Well, I didn't get coaxed out that time, but I was made aware of it. Then about six months later, I went to a pre-meeting prayer, pre prayer that we had at South Pine every Sunday night. Just a little group prayed before the meeting. And there was only three this Sunday night, and one was Steph Golby. I don't know if you know her all, but she's really good. Her mum and myself. And during that time, she got this vision of this mighty big box with a little girl inside it, all chains right round it, all locked up with padlocks and everything. The padlocks were released, the chains fell down, but this little girl wouldn't come out, no matter what. Um, fast forward to, oh, a few years after that, there was turmoil at the church we were at, so I'd forgotten all about those, all those things. Then, um, we moved to Burpengary East and I've always wanted to be in a community where I was close to church and close, could have relationships with everybody. Because we lived at Scarborough and we used to go over to Eaton's Hill to church and you know it's so easy just to think, oh, that's too far, I'm not going anymore. So there ended up turmoil there and at the same time we were having turmoil at, in our unit, we went from acreage to a unit and it just didn't suit us at all. And so we decided to move. So we built at Burpengary East. So we were then church searching. So we came here. And it has been so lovely being here, all the relationships and friendships that we've made. Um, our friend Jill Warner, they came from the same church as us. She um, actually came up to me, I think it was about October last year, and we, uh, we were outside and she walked up to me and she said, you wouldn't believe what I just saw. She said, I saw you skipping down the narrow lane and you were full of joy. And I thought, no, nah, that's not me. <laughs> um, fast forward a bit more, I did the prophetic course. And on the last night of the prophetic course, Deb got up and she had this vision of a dark horse. And my heart just jumped and I thought, oh, there's more in my life coming. I'm gonna surprise everybody with this dark horse. And then she saw another one, another vision, was a little girl sitting, looking out a window and the rain pouring down and she couldn't get out. And oh, my heart just raced. I thought I was having a heart attack. And I thought, oh, two at once is a bit much. Um, I did go to Deb at the end of that night, but I was in a hurry to get home. So I said to her, listen, I'll park. I told her it was me. I'll park that, I'll get back to you. So the next encounter, I did go to Deb and she prayed with me, but I got nothing and I thought, oh, that's not very good. But anyway, I've had prayer. I'm going to trust the Lord. It'll happen. Um, the Wednesday morning after that, I, I always get up at six o'clock, read my Bible, pray and everything. And I did that and it was, yeah, that's fine. But I, then a dreadful tiredness came over me. So I went and laid back down on the bed, but I didn't go to sleep. I just lay there and closed my eyes. And then there was this vision came and there was a big wicker basket 
but the lid had flown open and the little girl jumped out and was full of joy. Um, the drawer opened and the little girl came out and the, what was the other one? The window, it was clear. And yeah, so that was it. But the Lord brought back all those things and married it together and said, see, I am with you. It might not be in your timing, but I am with you. So I just praise the Lord for that. And just another one that I didn't think of. Um, this year, Kevin and I have had a terrible time with family deaths. And I go to chapel on Thursday morning and one of the Thursday mornings, just after it all happened, the last Kev's father passed away and my niece passed away. And um, I came to chapel and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, no, nah, I don't want to go to chapel. I, I'll just be crying the whole time. And I thought, no, I will go. And I came here and I did cry all the time, but it was my refuge. I was so blessed that morning. So my, all the R's fit into my life. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? So much good stuff in that. So much good stuff. Praise the Lord for the body at work. A place where the prophetic can operate safely and beautifully, bless people. This is what we're all about. And you know what? I, I, would, I would love to finish this morning just by doing open mic and saying, well, come on, let's just all share testimonies of the great things that the Lord's done. Um, but I'm not going to do that. I just want to pray for people this morning. And I don't know, maybe at Encounter tonight, we, we might do some testimony time or something like that. If you're itching and you've got something, that's me, that's me, I've got a story. Then maybe you've got to come back out today. Just be really holy. Go to church twice in one day. I want to pray for people this morning. And so um, I want this to be bold. Um, I had heaps more that I wanted to share, but I just feel I'm going to wrap it and just pray for people. But let me just tell you this. Here's why we need to know this stuff. If you're feeling like, oh, Dan, you've, you've stolen the message today, you know, and you're talking on church stuff. Here's why you need to know this stuff. First of all, it's really important that you and I know what the heck is going on here. What are we on about? What are we doing when we wake up and we join together, whether it's a Sunday morning or a Thursday morning or any other time? What are we doing when we get together as God's people called out of the world to Him? And here's some of what it looks like for us. The second reason is this, is that um, you need to know this because you need to know this. There are people in this room and you need what we're talking about. And I'm going to pray for you in just a moment. And the third reason is this, and I started in this space, is because we actually get to make an internal difference in the lives of people all around us here in this house because of Jesus. That's what we're on about. Right? And if we were to daydream about what that looks like, there are people who haven't even come yet and in years' time their testimony is going to be that they got together with a group of people who helped them find Jesus and be set free. They're the testimonies that we dream about. So I hope that it's helpful today for you to know more of what's underneath here at Hope Community, what drives us, even that process of how the Father has led us to be who we are and who we're going to continue to be. This is why we are who we are. So what I want you to do now is just, I want you to stay sitting and I just, I hope this is not too much for people, but this morning, if you are here and any one of those R's is what you have been saying, I need that, then I just want you to stand where you are right now. And we're just going to pray really briefly. We're not going to do anything more than that. But if you're in the house today, I don't just want to look forward to the people that we believe are going to come or we're going to go to. I want to make sure we minister to people right here today. Any one of those R's. 
refuge, relationship, resurrection, renewal. What's the other two? Restoration. Release. Beautiful. Hey church, if you look around, that's a lot of people. And you know what's so great about that is that this is the Father's heart. This is what, it's not like we can sit here and say we've got nothing to do. Amen. And if we do this in four weeks, it may be your turn turn to stand or sit down. It could look completely different. I realise that. And so I'm just going to pray. Real simple. And and then we're wrapped up. We're done. So Father, I just thank You for every person in this room. I thank You for every person who's joining us online. I thank thank You for every person who has been a part of our journey as Hope Community and everyone that is to come also, whatever that looks like, Heavenly Father. But this morning... We pray over those who are standing here in this room, those who are standing in their lounge rooms right now, Father. And I just want to pray a blessing over over them in Jesus' Name. Church, I bless you with the ability to receive what the Father has for you in Jesus' Name. Whether it be any one of those R's or something different and more, we bless you with the ability to receive it in Jesus' Name. The Father has it and He gives it to you in Jesus' Name. Right now in this moment, there are some people and you will receive healing in the Name of Jesus right now. Some people you've come for refuge and right now, peace is falling on you in Jesus' Name. And so, Father, we realise that this is a partnership, that we move led and empowered by Your Spirit, Father. And so we just bless these people and say, Father, have Your way. Help us as a church to do what You call us to do, to be the people You call us to be. We look to You. We bless each and every person in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. You can be seated. And that is exactly where we're going to leave it today. So I am going to get our ministry team up. If there is more business that you need to do with God today, come and get prayed for. They're going to be down the front here. You don't even have to tell them your situation if you don't want to, you can just come forward and say, can you pray for me? Can you prophesy over me? And they'll do that for you. Otherwise, be blessed, church. Now is a beautiful time for authentic relationship. Shout someone a coffee. Say g'day to someone you don't know. Let's build the church in Jesus' Name. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to Hope Community Podcasts. We hope you enjoyed today's message and remember to subscribe to the channel to keep up to date. From everyone here at Hope Community, have the best week.